Good everybody, welcome in to another week of the Real Talk Gaming and Sports Podcast. As always, I am your host Chalk, but it would not be a show without my two brothers. What's up, Shooting Vito? Yo, yo, yo! How you doing, guys? How, how's good. it going? It's a great night uh, uh, so far. If you can check that score at the bottom of the screen, there. Sorry, Dossie. I see you there, brother. This, not sorry. Look, I'm cashing in on the birthday gift today. Everything else is an even score. So as my co-hosts are so graciously letting you know, we are live with the Caps right now in Game 1, the 2019 playoffs on the quest to -to back-to-back. So we got the gear on. If we weren't doing the pod, I'd be sitting on my couch wearing the same exact thing. You're exactly right. I was already watching the game. Sorry, I forgot to turn on my cool uh, colored lights. Before the show. Sorry, Doc. But, uh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You're exactly right. Um... Scores ahead of the stream. How? How? His stream. But, he must be streaming it. Oh on TV. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's okay. Well, Sorry. We, it's yeah, that's a bummer. That's sure, but you know, it's, we try to remain spoiler-free here at the Real Talk Gaming and Sports Podcast. But we live in an internet world, and sometimes things happen. But and, you know, at oh, the end well, of the day, the Caps are just a better team. So exactly. And Although we're definitely gonna. We're okay. definitely going to talk about the Caps, and because obviously they're on TV, and we're going to keep you updated as we go. But we have to start, even though it will be short for our non-Redskins fans, we do have to start there, because if we just talk Caps now, we'll be talking Caps until the game is over. You're exactly True. right. You're exactly right. And as everybody knows, this, this show does start with the good old sports. We stuff. like sports, and we don't care who knows. I'm shooting hoops to the Super Bowl. We like sports, and we don't care who knows. Somehow still find themselves in the news, even though nothing is really happening. Hey. Oh yeah, you uh, you know it's well. I mean, obviously, I think that might be just because we pay attention to it more. But you know, good PR. I don't know. Yeah. So I have to Same just talk real quick about the draft because you know the last couple of weeks, you know, a lot of times people in the chat would be asking us like, who do we think we're going to draft? Who do we think we're going to draft? And what have we always said? Oh, we have to wait till it gets a little bit closer. Right. Well, you would think two weeks out, we'd have a huge draft pot for you. But unfortunately, we don't. And there's a reason for that. And it's because you don't know what's going to happen really until the first crumble falls. And it's the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, that, again, it's hard to tell because it's, you know, all the things on Twitter are saying that our front office is kind of playing this cool so that they don't, you know, dr- uh, bid against themselves, which is smart. Mm. Um so because of that, we really don't know anything. I mean, you know, we had somebody in the chat last night saying, oh, well, yeah, they're definitely out of the Rosen game now. And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. So, again, I, there's not enough information to even make a real guess. I mean, everything says that we're going after Rosen for a two and a, a second round pick and something later. Um, but who knows they're gonna, if they're going to bite because we haven't heard anything. And the latest projections I saw was that if they do deal him, it's going to be on draft day. Personally, I think the Redskins are doing something, I'm going to call it interestingly right, 
I don't mm. think they have any, but not that the market is so demanding that they need Rosen. Yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, you have quarterbacks that are comparable and will get your job done. The question really remains, you know, it's that same lingering effect that you had with Kirk Cousins when he first came in. Do you see you guys winning the championship with Rosen? That's just an unanswered thing. They don't know enough information, and I don't think they need to go all in on Rosen. Thank you for that sub, Will. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's my opinion on it. No, and that's a very valid opinion because you're either looking at do you go with what you think can give you the best shot to win in 2019, or are you looking more towards the future? But the argument can be made that Josh Rosen could also be the best option for 2019 to win now. I mean, that's why people tie them to Washington is because he technically could step in and start and be a probably a little bit better option than what you already have on the roster. At the very least, he's cheap. So even if he doesn't play, it's nothing. So he can still be the third-string guy, really. And it just kind of gives you the the idea that there may possibly be building a foundation for your quarterback in the next 15 years. But I saw something on Twitter that said, I think it was J.P. Finley of NBC Sports Washington, who said, the best QB class is always the next class. Yep. Every year it's Every the next year. class, the yeah. best QB class. So – you can always look at it many different ways, but it just has to come down to whether or not they go ahead and make a move. But I agree with you, too. It's not going to happen until not even just till draft day. Like, it's not going to happen until Goodell says, Arizona Cardinals, you are on the clock. Yeah, you're right. During that 10 right. minutes is when the phone call is going to come in or they may call the Redskins at that point. That's what say, hey, look, we're 10 minutes away from really drafting Kyler Murray. Like, this hasn't been smoke. Like, this is legit about to happen. What are you going to give us for Rosen? Okay, we're here on day one. We'll take the second. You know what I'm saying? They'll just take what they can get at that point. Yeah. So if he's traded, whether it's here, elsewhere, it's going to be in that 10-minute window. I'm almost positive of that fact. Yeah, I mean, if not in the 10 minutes, close to it. You know, like maybe they'll give themselves yeah. some buffer time. But, yeah, um, it's going to be right there. And, you know, the thing that we do know, the one piece of information that we do have is that they have made multiple calls inquiring about Rosen. Yes. The Redskins have. so Two, two at the very least. At the very least. Important. So we mm-hmm. know that they're working on it, but again, they're not going to put information out there that could potentially hurt their you know status with the dra- uh, with, with what right. they want. They don't want to drive the price up. ability to make a move. Yeah, they don't want to drive the price up. Exactly. And Jay Gruden himself said, you know, why sit here and talk about Josh Rosen if he's not technically available? Like, yeah. if he right. becomes available, then we have that conversation. So yeah. nothing has changed in the last two weeks other than that the media has got really nothing to report on, so they're putting something out there. Yep. But just like right. my man Jay Gruden says, there's nothing to talk about Rosen until he's available. We're done talking about Rosen. So say, take a deep breath, guys. <laughs> no more yeah. Redskins for the night. And yeah. let me let me add here, uh, just for uh, the Cleveland, my Cleveland plug, um, there's now, within the last couple hours i'm hearing cleveland is really trying hard to move back up into the first round mm. what interesting, interesting. who are what who are mm. they gonna get i don't know i just wanted to uh from everything i'm reading up on the uh, plane dealer up there in cleveland that's just the uh, rumor mill spinning up the one thing i can guarantee and you can take this to the bank to our, our fellow viewers in two weeks you'll say yeah chop you're right it's going to be one hell of a show. Oh, man. Yeah, that's oh, going to be absolutely. so interesting. They are milking it. They got the storylines. They got the ridiculous scenarios. Like, the draft really lynches on 
certain points at different picks. Yeah. And if the Giants go one way, that changes everything. If the Dolphins go one way, it changes everything. If right. the Cardinals don't take Kyler Murray, that changes everything. You know, last year that happened with Baker Mayfield and like the whole world was shocked. So they're doing a great job of building the storyline. Just like our man Vince McMahon does. That's what I was about to say, it. man. They're building this <laughs> shit up like WWE WrestleMania, man. And they very and they very well could be doing that, dude. Like we've we've already speculated on the pod that the NFL's rigged. Yeah. And so when yeah. you have two guys who are good friends, Vince McMahon and Roger Goodell, and ratings are a little low, and he calls his good buddy hey. Vince, and he's like, "Hey, man, how do I help hey. these ratings out? Your ratings are good for thirty years, and it's openly fake." Like, how is that possible that people still watch wrestling? But we're back in 30 years later. Yeah. You know, so he called him. I was like, yo, help me write some storylines in the NFL. And over the last two years, it just seems way more dramatic. Yeah, just send me some of your creative guys here. It's like we have the sports aspect covered. We don't need you to help with that. But get us us some of these creative dudes to get some storylines going in the offseason. Help us keep juice for the six months that football is not being played. And then the play will speak for itself. Yeah. Right. And to that juice, I mean, there was some juicy stuff. Oh, boy. Right Yo. This, this thing you sent me today, bro, I was like, I what? was even following that storyline on Twitter. So Breaking Twitter, news. It's like Twitter right now is just the wild, wild west of athletes because they're just trash-talking each other like crazy. But the biggest one, you know, the A.B. Juju Smith-Schuster feud right now is wild, dude. Like, oh, my God. Slobber <laughs> It's just so, you know, like – Juju has been nothing but like respectful to AB in his entire time with the Steelers. And I would love to get John Penline's thoughts on this when we talk to him next time on the stream. So we'll get that content for you guys later. But at the same, like he's been nothing but good for AB. And now that AB's gone, dude, he's just been throwing so much shade on Twitter. It's, it goes like, beyond people, shade, bro. It goes beyond forget, shade. Dude, here, here's my, my two, two cents on AB is people forget where he came from before he was a stealer and they forget that he was average. Yeah. It's Chippewas. I mean, he's a he six-man draft pick. Yeah. You know, shout out to the Chippewas. Fork Union sends a lot of players there. That's true. Um, Michigan, it's a, Central it's no coincidence <laughs> that Juju is now suddenly going off. Mike Wallace to AB to Juju. It's just a thing they do, man. They're good with wide receivers. Hey, is it Big Ben? Terrible analogy. And that's that's the question is, is it because of Big Ben? And apparently some of his teammates don't think so because that tweet today, while it be the most confusing tweet because in one second he calls Big Ben a racist and like literally two seconds later he's like, oh, no, he's not yeah, racist. I got to so pull like, this up just to show the chat because it is it is super awful. confusing, man. I don't it's understand. It's confusing because like if, if you're going to back off of what you said, why did you not delete the other tweet? Right. It's So right. It's, the first one, this is Richard Mendenhall talk. He says, clearly it's no fun when everyone's the accused. Please allow the, please allow the dialogue. I, I don't know. Maybe hold on. Let me see more. Control plus, zoom in your screen. Okay. Don't worry yeah, about it. Just go. read it. So please allow the dialogue in sports to be equal. Why is it so easy to shoot at one player, not the other? This is B's not racist, just like AB's not a dirtbag. But just before that, he mm-hmm. said B's a racist and AB84 is black. Like, just straight up call the dude a racist and then three hours later said, no, no, he's not a racist. Yeah, it's very good. We need, to be more, we need to be more centered in our arguments. Like, what? Hold on, dude. What? Yeah, that's what yeah. saying two minutes ago. And it's just so on Pittsburgh, dude. That's what the craziest thing about this whole situation is. It's like, and maybe not. I mean, we, John, just, we don't know because he's actually covered them. But 
like I remember Big Ben's scandal, you know, his thing, but that was really kind of right. it. It's like, well, then yeah, Le'Veon Bell did have those suspensions for smoking and stuff, which was yeah. bad, but like, it's still, it's just still very like they're not usually talked about. It's all weird. And so, is it AB just again biting into the storyline of the NFL now, and now he's a Raider, you know, man, us Ooh. against the world, like. You know, the Black Knight Army, whatever they call themselves. You know, those Raider fans are crazy, bro. Yeah, dude, they're nuts. So is he – he's been hanging out with, um, you know, some of the former players. To get, and, like, maybe he's turning heel, so to speak, <laughs> just like Bryce Harper. Right. Has. Yeah. Could uh, be. So it could be. But Interesting. In, in a, a storyline that I think is unfortunate for the two people involved, but albeit kind of just – awkward and kind of hilarious a little bit from the fan perspective is this this, this Kyle, Kyler Murray Josh Rosen storyline because right it's been multiply reported that Kyler Murray's taking a bunch of visits you know during this time leading up to the draft to the facility right. so like if you're Josh Rosen and you're like and it's one thing if like they bring in a prospect like just randomly or whatever doing due diligence because you're in the top 10 but like when it's been so openly speculated that you're going to be traded that this guy's coming in to take your job and all stuff like what is that like in the hallway? You know what I'm saying? You're I mean, it, it depends on how you look at the business. I mean, it is a business, you know, and it depends on what kind of uh, mentality you have being Josh Rosen. Like, I would look at it, obviously, I think most people would. Like, you know, all right, I'll 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 bite my tongue, I'll be cool, and then when I leave, wherever I go, I'm going to make it my mission to beat the shit out of this team. Which like, is why I want him. Yeah. Cool. That, exactly. So, you know, if he's taking it like that, I think it's good. Um, but it, it definitely could affect your mentality. I mean, I mean, not even no way from the playing perspective. Like, I'm not even looking, looking at it that way. I'm just talking like you're in human life. Like, that's so awkward. Like, yeah. I feel like it's that meme like you see on Twitter and all that of P. Diddy. And I don't know. I think oh, that yeah, person they're like, looks like Odell. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know if that is Odell or not. And they're just yeah, I don't like know what that is. Other. Yeah. And it's just like. I feel like that's what it would be like in the hallway. They just be like, yeah, you know, staring at each other down. He's so uncomfortable, dude. I, this must have been what I it was like the for the Browns every year, because every year they're bringing in a new top quarterback every single season. It's no, it's not just a new quarterback; it's a new coaching. They find yeah. it, it's my my dad's old motto: "Do fire everybody. We're good." <laughs> I mean, that is that is the Browns' way. So Doss could be onto something there. It's fire a, everybody. We're good. It's the motto. Draft but, a quarterback in the first round with on him. All right, we got next year. Don't worry. We're firing everyone. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I'm still I'm still waiting, man. They're holding out, as you can see, till after the draft to see what team's getting hard knocks because yeah. I think now it's got to be A.B., though, and the Steelers. Oh, it's got to be. On Twitter. Yeah, it's, it's got to be. I mean, that's just. It's going TV. to the Raiders? That's, no, I'm saying that's what we're speculating. We don't know. They're, they're one of the teams that it could possibly be. I think really it's between the Redskins and the Raiders. And who Washington real. is on that yeah. list? Yeah, yeah. They've been like trying to get Washington. Left. They've been trying to get Washington for the last like three or four years. I uh, hope they stand down, man. So I think it's going to be the Raiders. Though, that's some good HBO television right there. Yeah, I Gruden, bro. I mean, he he's good on there. But like Not I said, I, I did promise. I did promise at the beginning of the show that we would talk Caps because you guys were excited as well. We all are all excited. Caps playoffs, playoffs, baby. Yeah, so right now, as you can see, 9.41 left in the third. We are currently taking a face-off on their end. Uh, but, yeah, the Caps are looking good tonight. Nick Nick Backstrom has two goals already. Uh, OV already has his first uh, goal of the postseason. So, 
Strong start for the boys in red tonight, man. And one thing we know as Cavs fans, and Doss will learn as a young fan, I mean, a team of a young, a fan of a young team, gosh, I can't speak. It's still too early in the playoffs to really be oh, thinking. The playoffs oh, is, a, is a season in itself, dude. It's so long. Yeah. Dude, we all know what's going to happen, man. It's going to come down to the Penguin series. Whoever wins the Penguin series is going to go on to the Cub and most likely win. Yeah. I thought a lot of projections had the Bruins making it in the final for the East. Well, the Bruins are always low-key good. The Bruins on this side are like the Coyotes over there on the West. Dude, Doss, I agree with you, man. I've been watching the the Holtby tonight has been playing very well. Um, The the Canes have gotten a lot of shots off. I mean, a lot of shots. Playoff hockey, man. They're playing a lot of time in our our zone as well. I mean, right there, they just just had three guys in front of the goal and Holtby saved it, so... It's not looking good for your caps. boys tonight. I will say about the Caps, man. Like, yes, obviously Ovechkin and Backstrom and some of, but specifically Ovechkin, is, you know, the generational, the player, the franchise that They've now you know, was the head captain holding up the Stanley Cup first and all that stuff, rightfully so. But really, a strong, strong argument can be made that the Caps made the turn and won their first Cup because they finally extended a goalkeeper when they extended Holby, who were previously. We kept churning him over every two or three years. Yep. So Holby sticking around being our starter is what got the Caps their first cut. True. Yeah. Holby was always there dogging, scoring goals and doing what he does, but you can score five goals in a game and still lose. You know, you got to have someone who's going to stop him. And when the Caps finally said. I don't think they Holby's, had any intention of getting rid of Holby. But no, I'm not saying I, that I agree did. with you. So, but but see, here's the here's the thing though is with the Caps, man, we churn out really good goalies. So, and that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Is like that was what we were always saying five years ago. We'd be like, man, our farm system for goalies is so good. So, like, if Holby's contract was coming up and they didn't extend him, you'd still be okay with whoever's coming in behind. But when they finally made the decision, now we're going to lock him up for five years and make him our guy. That's when we want to cut. Yeah, and and again, it goes, you know, once you have that kind of job security, I mean, we all saw the save last in the the playoffs last year, dude. That save alone justifies every cent that we ever Mm -hmm. paid him ever. So That save alone will, I mean, it puts him in the ring of honor. Oh, it's immortal, yeah. It's immortal, bro. Like, I I mean, obviously, Ovi's getting a statue. That's why hockey is, dude. Ovi's absolutely getting a statue, but I would say you could make a statue of that one save. Just put that for sure, bro. Like him stretching out. I mean, that was so iconic. Everyone in the world thought that was going in. So, top top five moments of like my life, not just like seriously sports life, because it was such an amazing thing. Speaking of immortality and thereof, lack thereof, let's say, Mm -hmm. dude, you see who we beat? Last couple nights, we got two big wins over in the baseball world, man. Oh, dude. And we could be saying these things in five years if he would have stayed. But yep. Bryce Harper decided to leave to go to the Phillies in the last two nights with just got waxed by National Like smoke checks, smoked. guys. Demolished. So the first game was tight, yes. It was a close yeah. game, and everyone thought Philly was going to win. But the fact that they came back from – be a four-run deficit in the seven off the bats of Victor Robles and Juan Solo is like the biggest two middle fingers you could give Bryce in Philly. <laughs> exactly. Not only is it like 
yeah, we gave you the contract that we gave you because we wanted to pay you the money we feel like you deserve, but we need to pay these two guys too. Yeah. Like, right. we need them. And if you stay, you're the three best players in all of baseball in the outfield together. Like, we already have the best outfield. It's just two of them. Like, if you have Bryce Harper out there, you're the three best outfielders in baseball together. Yeah, and, it's crazy. And he's sitting there in the dugout watching these home runs, and they lose in the 10th. And then the next night, they come out, and they get a nice little one-run lead, and he's like, all right, cool. And then the Nats proceed to run off 15 you know, runs and destroy them 15 Yeah, yeah. So we have a few Twitter uh, compilations here that we have to share because, first of all, the guy who runs the national social media – they're not paying this dude enough. No, he I'm, needs a raise, dude. He, it's so, he's, we, the Real Talk Gaming and Sports <laughs> podcast is advocating to get this dude paid, all right? He is oh, killing so the funny. game right now. But <clears throat> So uh, he has one compilation here. Anyone want to talk about our fifth starter in six, uh, pitching six scoreless innings? Okay, we'll start. They can beat you so, away tonight with the wind blowing in. Now, instead of uh, you know just showing other – uh, people getting, getting struck yeah. out. No, it's all Bryce Harper getting just ball after ball going right past him. <laughs> and it's freaking fantastic. Oh, look, there goes the ball. Oh, no like hit it. for you. Oh, 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 yeah, it's oh, not oh, like, let's oh, just get his oh, best oh, case throughout the night. Let's get him throwing burners past Bryce Harper all in Philly. I mean, it's so <laughs> great, dude. Ooh, that's just rough, burned it bro. right past him. You got to love it. Every time... That's rough. So while we're watching this, here's my question for both of you: Is is this a little bit of a a, a marketing thing, kind of like the LeBron effect? I I don't know how much of a marketing impact Philly has for a brand in baseball, but is it more baseball town? That's what they say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they do. According to according to A Rod, they're the biggest sports city in the world. DC only cares about politics. Yeah, right. I'm going to the Phillies to be a national contender. That's That's, well, yeah, that's what he he thought. thought. Mike Trout. He thought he was going to get Mike Trout. He was like, "I'm going to go here. Mike Trout's going to come. We're going to dominate for the next eight years after that." Foolish man, because they'll they'll do what he we would have done to him. They'll immortalize him. So the other tweet that this guy sent out is another great one. It's it says they did the wave, meaning the crowd in Philly. Then we went on a 23 to one run and it's just clip after clip of us hitting bombs. Just, Oh, there's another one home run. (laughs) Oh, there's another one home run. Thank you. Come again. Have a nice day. Like just blowing it up. Uh, And then the hashtag ban the wave. Pretty funny. Again, if you're you're from the Washington nationals organization, please, please give this kid more money. Whoever's running this thing. He's he's doing a a bang up job. He's grinding hard, and every time Juan Soto hits like a home run or something, he's like the youngest player, you know, youngest teenager. Really, like, <laughs> just always rubbing the fact that he's younger than Bryce Harper, and it's amazing. So yeah, pay that man because he deserves more money. Yeah, give but, him, give that dude a raise for sure. You know, I mean, I I think, you know, like you're saying, be he. It's a weird decision in our eyes. Obviously, we're Nats fans, but. According to A-Rod, Philly's this huge baseball town, which I agree. I have a hard time believing. I think he's sitting in the dugout watching the Nats run all over him in Philly, where he knows he's already on a slippery slope to getting booed. 
I mean, I just want to point out, you know, I just want to point out Trevor Bauer is already in the running. I know it's super early, but he's early whispers of a Cy Young. Indians are seven and three, bro. Eight and three. Like Indians are good, man. They spent no money on none of those dudes. Yeah. I, I, dude, I'm telling you, I agree with your original assessment. At the end of the day, I think they could be better than that. I, I, it's weird, man. It's weird. I don't think there was ever discussion that the best baseball place for him to stay was in D.C. Like that was commonly known that if he wanted to have the best opportunity, or take the short-term contract out. Where was that? San Francisco. Have some fun or something. Or Dodgers. Yeah. Yeah, if he would have gone to the Dodgers for four years, they probably would have would have won the pennant. Exactly right, Will. I agree. Yeah. But either way, again, like you're saying, seven and three. There's ten baseball games into the season. We can't dwell on it too much because this weekend is it's early. Well, it was my favorite sports weekend of the year, other than maybe the Super Bowl. It's Masters weekend, man. Oh. oh yeah. Most beautiful place on the planet, really, man. It's like I was watching it in class today because. Uh, we have the district track meet going on at school. So when I was done teaching, the kids were all like, hey, can we go out to the track meet? And I was like, yeah, go to the track meet or sitting here and watch the Masters with me. So uh, <laughs> it wasn't a terrible day at work, I got to say that. But um, the leaderboard is looking pretty good right now. Uh, my man Tiger played very, very well today. I was, tell- I was texting Shock, and I was saying, this is probably the best I've seen him play in a long time. I mean, he drained a 24-footer to to, I watched a to slide into first early. I mean, uh, late in the round. He dropped a shot late, but he's only four back from the leader, which is Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Um, that dude is so yoked, bro. I know, he, like, dude. <laughs> Lefty is sitting right there at third, uh, what, one stroke behind Ian Poulter, yeah. Justin Johnson. And then that's, gonna be, that's a good board after the day rest one. Of the field. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Tiger's only four back, which is right. You know where he needs to be to be competitive. If he makes it through tomorrow, all bets are off. Tomorrow's key. He's got to stay top of the game. Yeah, he's got to stay close. Yeah. So, yeah, day one of the Masters is just <clears throat> more because it's warming you up to the weekend. You can't really read too much into the leaderboard, but it is nice to see the big names already up there, and they'll probably keep moving into the weekend. It's just, I hope that they get good weather because like you're saying, it's so beautiful. It's right. one of the best parts about the Masters is just seeing the terrain. and. Oh, the dude, I'm all in on Tiger, man. I'm not even a golf so, guy, but it's, I, it. hey, when you got me kind of paying attention to golf, dude, like, it's yeah, doing its, it's job. That's, that's why, that's why you need Tiger, man. That's why we yeah, all. I agree. Like, hashtag being equal, Tiger, whether it's good weather or not, because I think bad weather does, you know, lend better to the more experienced guys, obviously. But yeah. I think it's in golf. It would be the best interest of golf if Tiger won. Like, and that's one thing I will say about golf versus like the conspiracy theories we have for other sports. Like, there's no faking it in golf. Yeah, like, man, no. No, there's no faking it. So, I would love to see him win. I think that not not just because of me being a Tiger fan and I, of his legacy in my eyes, but. I think it's great for the younger generation who wasn't around for the Tiger era. If they could just experience yeah, what that's see it like. One, at least one time. Yeah. See Tiger at the Masters in red and black on, you know, 18, about to win the Masters. The crowd would be going bananas. It'd be like Happy Gilmore yeah. you know, when they're out there. It'd be so Go back to your shanties. I think that would be, was, you know, be great for golf, man. It'd be awesome to see that. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, that, to me, like, you know, I and I agree with Will. Uh, I do like Spieth and McElroy. I, you know, again, with the Masters, you really don't care who wins. You just exactly. pull for your guys. And all things being yeah, I mean, considered, I, I do want to see Tiger in the hunt. I, I just one more time. Oh, definitely. But if it happens here, then that means the rest of the year is going to be freaking lit because yeah, he's oh, back. You know, he's broke. He went over the hump. Yeah. All the other uh, – Majors become way more interesting now. Oh yeah, for sure. Can you imagine if he pulled it off and got the Grand Slam, and won all four? Oh, like it'd be ridiculous. Don't, Dude, don't tease me, bro. Don't that tease would be me. <laughs> but of course, you know, I'm, I'm always going to pull for the golf boys, the young guys that are what keep golf entertaining today. And I, I think it's a great testament to those guys, Ricky Fowler and Justin Thomas, you know, McIlroy, all these young guys who've been doing it for years, but are still pretty young. I mean, they're younger than us. Yeah. And they're dogging and. So I love what they've done for golf because it's kept people entertained. But if they could just see Tiger do it, even they, I think, as players, would be like, yo, this is tight. Because, like, if you're in, in, you know, the fourth round of the Masters and Tiger's chasing you, coming up behind you, like, you're you're going to be be a little nervous or at least aware of it. I mean, yeah, Yeah, it gets you shook, man. It'll be on your mind a little bit. The thing that kind of bums me out is I have to go. We have a regional golf tournament on Monday. It's like three and a half hours away. So I got to go on Masters Sunday. Out just to the hotel. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm going to get out there kind of way earlier than I was planning to, so I have enough time to watch the end at the hotel. Yeah. Good, good. So we'll definitely give you our thoughts on Masters next week on the pod. For sure. But before we transition yeah, we'll to gaming and entertainment, I just want to touch on something in basketball because as we just added that. Yeah, we got to do basketball, sports, man. Come on, dude. Um, you know, Judy hates it, but that's okay. It was an interesting week. Now that you guys have been talking about it so much, I've been forced to pay attention. So exactly. good, good, good. I can kind of I can kind of speak on this stuff a little bit. Pretty pretty huge week in the NBA in history and the fact that Dwayne Wade officially retired and without question are two of the top twenty best basketball players to literally ever live. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, even a guy who doesn't know basketball I know the impact that they had on that sport. Yeah. Yeah, And I mean, I've seen, you know, I've been to a few basketball games here and there. I've seen Dirk and I've seen, well, I haven't seen Dwayne Wade, but when, when a guy like Dirk is on the court, man, it's, it's not the whole thing changes, bro. It's the whole dynamic of the game changes. So he's so tall. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's the other thing is you don't really realize until you go to a game, how big these people actually are. Yeah, I agree. Let me, let me let me let me take let me take over for just a couple seconds because two of these players really hit home for me. I'm a lifelong basketball guy, and uh, I just wanted to say uh, for Dirk to be retiring the same time as Dwayne Wade, we're losing two great basketball players, no doubt Hall of Famers, guys who have won at different times. But here's the crazy part: people forget Dwayne Wade and LeBron are the same age. Uh, Wade had some injury problems, so it's a little sad to see him have to retire due to injury, but I'm glad he is. He's looking to move on to do other things, and I think uh, Dirk is, you know, he kind of went out with a bang. He dropped a, a big, I think a 30 or 40-pointer. Yeah, dude. Yeah. In one of his last games and just peaced out. Yeah, and, pretty, yeah, Dwayne Wade had that huge, like, tour. You know, he was getting jerseys and I, stuff, and Budweiser dropped that like ridiculous commercial, dude. Even I was like, "Oh my god, I'm crying at work." On yeah, Tuesday. dude. Yeah, because it's so it sad, intense. man. And Dirk is just like, 
yeah, I'm going to go out on the court on the last game and be like, hey, by the way, this is my last game. Oh, hey, by the way, I'm going to drop 40 <laughs> on these dudes real quick. Right. And he's like out there like lumbering around. He's old. and But his he's game, old, dude, his post game is ridiculous. He's just turning around jumpers and all that stuff. And yeah. He revolutionized a lot of things about basketball the way it's played today. So it was cool to see, you know, players like that retire. But it's like you're saying, B, it's crazy because – no one's really necessarily truly discussing LeBron's retirement and they're the same age. And, you know, people not right. only speculate that LeBron will at least play for three more years throughout his Laker contract, but would he possibly go, you know, back to Cleveland to another Train team again? Project. Yeah. So like he still got wheels on the tires, even though, I mean, whatever tread on the tires, even though he puts so much punishment on his body too, it's pretty wild. Yeah. To think about it. Right. And, you know, there was a statistic just released that, you know, basketball statistically has more injuries. So the fact that he's still out there mm. doing it and he's banging, got to respect yeah, him. Yeah, he, I mean, there, had, I there is some correlation. Yeah, there is some correlation between height and knee injury. Oh, for sure. So, oh, yeah. You know, and everybody jumping up and down. The tall yeah. guys are going to have knee injuries. But it, yeah. that's an interesting statistic nonetheless. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that, but it makes sense. It's because, like, they're jumping up and down and playing on a hard court. And I played stuff, I but... played basketball for all of, you know, one season in, in you know, uh, middle school, and I broke both and ankles. Broke your ankles. So, yes. <laughs> the statistics <laughs> speak for themselves. I have a uh, – You are the focus that. group. Shoot is the focus. I went up for a rebound, rolled both ankles. It was it, man. I remember seeing that. It was bad, dude. But you know, to to that end, like injuries do happen, and LeBron's not invulnerable from those injuries. And oh my god, eighteen games, the Lakers season's over. So that whole organization has collapsed. I mean, Magic Johnson just straight up was like, "I quit." Like I'm just gonna tell you on TV, like I'm not gonna be back here. I'm not even gonna tell the owner. Yeah, you know. And Yo. is it is it LeBron the destroyer? Is he the Terminator coming in to, you know, freaking nope. just destroy one of the most story franchises because he sucks the air out of the room, or is it just that magic really didn't know what he's doing? I mean, I think it's I think it's like a mix, honestly. I feel like uh LeBron comes in and he he expects things to be done a certain way. And Magic Johnson's kind of new to the job as it is, and he's like, mm-hmm. okay, this is – I'm not dealing with this bullshit. I'm Magic Johnson, dude. <laughs> yeah, true. You know, like, I, I don't I know. Don't it's it's only a matter yeah. of time before LeBron is Jackie Moon for real. He's the player, coach, owner, and he's trading people for washing machines. I mean, it's coming, <laughs> dude. It's coming. Well, you wouldn't be wrong. LeBron is – has gone on record multiple times saying he wants to be the first billionaire athlete and he wants to own a franchise. I personally think he wants to own Cleveland or maybe his brand allows him to take over or become maybe the next magic in the next five or six years. But here's the thing that's really weird about the whole situation that nobody's talking about. Okay. Is LeBron is as difficult as Kobe The franchise should have been prepared for a personality like that. Now, Kobe and LeBron, of course, are different in playing style, Mm. but they have that personality where they're basically like they control the coach, they control the players they have. They tell you when you're getting traded. Like, they (laughs) have more power. And it's quite honestly, it's pretty much only in basketball where really, truly the athlete has the power. Because you're talking about a five-man 
on the court kind of mm. situation where one player really can impact the game. Yeah. So I, it, it is understandable why they have all that power, but at the same time, it's kind of weird because, you know, we're football guys and we know that there's some balance to the uh, spread of. Well, yeah, like, like what you're saying, like in football, the head coach or whoever the offensive coordinator calls the plays, like they're on the headset, they're talking to the players and like, yo, this is what you're doing. Yeah. If you mess up the play, they come off the field, they get their ass chapped in basketball. <laughs> When LeBron's on the court, he's calling the plays, and most right. of it's free form anyway. Like, and yeah, and exactly, and that's to be said for every major you know, supermax player out yeah. there. Like, it's your boys at the end of the day on the court playing basketball. Like, you can go out with your five friends and play basketball. That's exactly what it's like. It's just right. that when it's in the NBA, you do have a guy who kind of helps set the lineup, knows when it makes subs. It, it's it's weird because like you're watching a professional sports team, but like. You're like watching like Brooklyn ball, like street yeah, street ball. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. feel like the best the best analogy for a basketball coach would be somebody who, yeah, like you said, he sets the things up pregame, and then he's valuable at the end of the game, like calling the timeouts, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right. drawing up the final plays the play. and stuff like yeah. that. That's where mm-hmm. that. But for for the rest of the time, he just stands there and, and like waves his arms and yells and subs guys in. But that's it, like. He's not he's not doing anything to influence what they're doing on the court. I mean, he may call like a defense or something, but yeah, the guys out there know better what's going on, so they're just going he's like, "Yeah, go. Go do it." And your I thing, just bro. want the record to state it's not because he's hurt. Dude, this is LeBron in a different age, okay? Everybody needs to remember, all right? Remember, this is a LeBron in it for his brand. He's over basketball. He's done. This is it. Okay, I don't want to hear any arguments about anything else short of the Lakers making a play for Anthony Davis. Whoops. Missed out on that one. So I don't so think he, they, they I don't missed. think he really cares. Right. And there is another opportunity, of course. And there's going to be a couple free agents coming out pretty soon that LeBron's going to be like, you guys need to he'll do the same, he'll give the same ultimatum that he did in Cleveland. First of all, we're not we haven't even mentioned the three coaches that he went through in Cleveland, by the way. I don't know if he's a coach killer. I maybe the title is warranted. There is there a correlation between him and three coaches getting fired? Most likely. Yeah, probably. I, mean, I think you I think make a strong so. argument either way. The evidence is there, but you know, I think there's two paths forward. You either right. literally hand the franchise over to LeBron James and say, Okay, like we'll get you Tyron Lou because he clearly did like he was cool with you just you know doing whatever you want being the face and we'll let you control everything we'll sign a max free agent and then we'll try to make a play for ab and try to make a run for one last title then you retire or the lakers as an organization say okay this guy's toxic we need to trade him and then do keep our young guys and try to build a true franchise but either way for LeBron, he you're not trading LeBron. Like I just don't think it's gonna happen. So he's, he's the, like he's kind of the best player in basketball still. <laughs> I don't really. And I mean, there's an argument to be made. A motivated. Let me put it this way: a motivated LeBron is the best player in basketball. Yeah, and with two with some help, with some help at this age, with another star. I agree. exactly. So if Kyrie Irving comes to L.A. and they also land A.D., I do think he they could win another championship. And then it is about basketball. But if it doesn't work out, then, yeah, I think he's like, I'm in L.A. to make my money and then retire. But 
again, interesting storylines, dude. You gotta love. It's like silent. You gotta love sports because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just there's a lot of different angles to look at it. And basketball is fascinating in that regard, like the mental side of it, like you're saying, B. But we're still we're still new to the basketball game, and I know still while Chip. Shoot, did do a good job of chiming in. Gives him a Thank you. I was hoping I'd get some recognition for that. Thank you. Yeah, you get some, you get some props, bro. And we're just early into the playoff scene. And uh, we'll kind of, I kind of, if Al doesn't or wh- whomever, one of us will kind of keep you updated on. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely keep talking okay. about it. Especially when the free agency truly begins in the offseason for NBA with KD and all that stuff, we'll definitely touch on where that's going to go. But For sure. Um, yeah. It's still, like you said, it's still basketball. We're still new to that, so we'll, we'll wait a little bit. But one thing we can't wait on before we transition to gaming and entertainment is always giving a plug for our sponsors. Yeah, you know it, man. Oh, like cool. always, Catch Fish and Chill. Uh, actually, he just sent me some videos, or he put some videos out on uh, Instagram yesterday of some new stickers he's got going. Um, they're fresh. Oh, yeah, sick. Those on Instagram. Yeah, so there they are right there. Um, again, great company. High quality stuff. We can't sell it enough to you. Uh, again, if you want to awesome. get if you want to get anything from there, use our code <clears throat> RealTalkWCC for twenty percent off. And again, you're not going to regret it if you buy any of this stuff. Um, yeah. It's all very high quality. I wear the shirts that he gave me regularly, and they've held up through multiple washes and stuff. So, very good quality gear. Um, definitely worth you checking out. Yeah, dude. For like. You're saying multiple washes, which I was a little like shocked, honestly, how perfectly they've held up like over the last yeah, year. For real, it was like it's not like when you buy a T-shirt off of Etsy or something. Like it's a legit. It's going to hold up, and the, the logo is going to stay fresh and clean. And they're coming out with shorts because I I was telling them that picture is sick because that dude on a knee with the Catchfish Chill logo on the shorts, and I was like, you need to make shorts that are actually like that. And he's like, oh, yeah, we are. So they're about to drop some shorts. They got a storefront opening in Virginia Beach as well, so... Um, yeah, all quality gear, man. All, you got to check it out. It is a legit company. It's not like we're just, you know, plugging no, some yeah. garbage here. If, if it wasn't <laughs> good, we... If it wasn't good, we wouldn't push it, honestly. Exactly. And just, that's, we have a, you can take our stamp approval on anything we give you here yeah. at the Real Talk Gaming Sports Podcast. But the other sponsor that we always got to mention is, you know, Master Planner with Jess, my wife's travel agency. You know, if, like we talk all the time on the stream. I know we have some people who said, I think he's going, where did um, he say he was going to go to? Was it Doss? Doss is going, going to, to Iceland, yeah. yeah. Iceland, and obviously he's playing it himself, but either way, like, we can do stuff like that. We can plan a trip to Iceland. She's planning a trip to the Dominican Republic. It's not just Disney. It's not just Orlando Universal Studios. We can hook you up on a cruise, all that stuff. Just hit up, hit us up on Facebook. Smash that follow button. You'll stay up to date. We post on there regularly with all the cool little specials we can help you with. So all totally free. We're not even taking literally any of your money. We're just doing the work for you. It's a great service. And Take advantage of it. Definitely, definitely worth. Let them do the work. Out. But yeah, I mean, it's insane how it doesn't cost well. anything, honestly. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, so. it's literally free. So, but like I said, I digress. We transition. Let's roll the game. Roll it. So, yeah, gaming, let's roll this, man, because 
we're all Star Wars fans on the pod. I mean, for sure. lifelong Star Wars wait. fans. Wait, and wait, Star Wars? No, oh, Star- oh right, right, right. Okay. Yeah, what's that? What's that? What's that's that, that, that little that's, franchise called? That's that Captain Kirk, right? Got I it. think so. Yeah. And yeah. Okay. A new teaser just dropped out for a new Star Wars game. Yeah. So this kind of came unexpectedly. Dude. A lot of people weren't, you know, expecting it. Now it's just a, a they just dropped the poster, so it's not, not like much. it's right, yeah, right, it's right. not like anything, but but dude, the poster's sick, dude. But dude, man. Uh, so the game is called Jedi: The Fallen Order. It's going to take place between or right mm. after the events of Episode Three. Uh, so right after Vader has, has risen to power, um, and it's set to come out um, in the holiday of 2019. The reason that it's it, they dropped this poster though is because they're going to drop the trailer this Saturday at the Star Wars Celebration in Chicago. So um, you know who's there, by the way. Shout out, yeah, to, Raul. Uh, Raul. Yeah, uh, he's out there right now. I just, nice. I literally was when I was on Facebook pulling up um, Chuck's uh, travel agent page. I saw him. He had a picture of you know he was taking a break from you know doing his cosplay stuff. So shout yeah. out Raul, man. I uh, hope you're having a good time out there. It looks like a freaking awesome event. Yeah, and awesome. so I honestly didn't have a lot of time to research it. So who's the the producer that's a, it is an EA game. Oh yeah, it's an EA game. Um, yeah, it's an EA. Game. So, take a deep breath, fellas. But it is it is an action. I know it is an action adventure game cool with the Kotor three. That would be sweet. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's an action adventure game, so it's not going to be like the multiplayer um, stuff. Mm. Uh, but you know, we don't know enough yet to really make any um, so determination. So what, but it says here, so, the game's main character. Will it be, be at least the second Padawan to slip from the Palpatine in Darth Vader's crushing grip? Ashoka Tano of Star Wars Rebels, uh, which is canonical, is the other. So, it's you know, there's only two, I guess, Jedis that survive this, and uh, he's one of them. So, when you say action adventure, are you referring to like a Drake's type game? Yeah, yeah, as far as I understand it, yes. It's going to be like a single player. And if it's that, then I'm okay. If it's not, and on that yeah. note, Judy, run that Force Unleashed trailer. What? <laughs> <laughs> so, as long as it's a yeah, like story-driven, like Drake's type game, then that's fine. Then I'm, I'm excited. I'm genuinely excited. I think they can get that right. As yeah, long I as there's no online, you know, anthem type element to it, then I think they'll be fine. But you'll see the trailer next week on the pod. That's for sure. For sure. Definitely hyped about that. But for sure. once we get more information, we'll get onto it. But there is, you know, a pretty lively debate in the gaming world right now and some other games. Yeah, so, I watched yeah. Ninja play this next game we're about to talk about, dude. What is going on? Yeah, so, like, so this game Sekiro, uh, I'm sure you all have heard of it. Right, like, I mean, I, the name doesn't sound familiar, but I know what you're talking about. Obviously. Yeah. So again, anyway, anyway, this game came out basically. Uh, it's like a version of Dark Souls, but ninjas. Kind of is the best way yeah. I would describe it. I mean, it's very That's difficult. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, shadows die twice. There you go. Um. So oh. it, it, you know, again, we don't play it. I haven't played it. I don't know much about it, but. There have been a lot of people online debating, because of this game, debating difficulty in video games and talking about how it's exclusionary when your game is too hard. Uh, it's not, oh my God, it's not open for everybody. And the, the way this all came about, now this article here is talking about all the memes that are roasting this this quote-unquote gaming journalist who, just, who talked about this. But he... Uh, 
he is the PC gamer, the reviewer for PC gamer. Okay, I mm. beat Sekiro's final boss with cheats, and I feel fine. Okay, hmm. well, first of all, like uh, there's no like if you did that, okay, I don't care. Like it doesn't bother me uh, at all. But if you're yeah. the guy reviewing the game, like why would you reveal that? Like just say he's setting up with the title without you going to click that he's saying you're going to need cheats to beat this game you right. should feel bad about it therefore it's super hard so the meme coming out of this this guy responded you know he says you cheated not only the game but yourself you didn't grow you didn't improve you took a shortcut and gained nothing you experienced a hollow <laughs> victory so anyway this has become like a copy pasta and it's been memed the hell out of i mean it's memed everywhere mm-hmm. um <clears throat> But, yeah, uh, 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 essentially, people are complaining. And they did this with, um, believe it or not, God of War was another game they did this to. Uh, where they were and, talking uh, about how, how it's so difficult. As uh, well, Bloodborne. That you were streaming. Yeah, Bloodborne. Yep. Yeah. So anytime these games come out and these quote-unquote journalists who are supposed to cover it uh, can't even beat the game because it's too hard. Maybe you're in the wrong profession. Like that's that's all I'm gonna say. Like if you can't beat it because it's too hard, and you're supposed to be the guy covering it, this this ain't it. This ain't your job, dude. Go find something we'll else to do. Go review night. movies. Go review something else because the, that just proves that you're not really a gamer. And again, I don't care if you have to use cheats or whatever to 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 do it. Uh, but you know, to complain about the difficulty of the game and demand that developers you know, make the game easier. GTFO, bro. GTFO, man. Like, my thing is that, like, play it on easy. Who cares? Well, that's what they're saying. These games don't have an easy. Oh, okay. Well, either way, then, yeah, in that regard, then you have no complaints. It's tough. You just just got to do it. You should know that's what it is. You know what the game is going into it. Exactly. There's but, no, there's no misconceptions about it. You know what? Yeah, like, like Dark Souls. I've never played it because I know that that game is known for being ridiculously hard, and that's not the experience that I want. But that's the experience that they're giving their games. <laughs> is like, we're gonna challenge you. We're gonna figure out how to beat this thing. Obviously, it can be beaten, or it wouldn't be a game. Right. But, um, yeah. If you use cheat codes, who cares, dude? Make your make your experience enjoyable. Right. And, but and don't bash people for how they like to experience it. Like. Even and don't, and more importantly, level. don't say, uh, since I had to use cheat codes, you need to make this game easier. No. No, we don't. And, and this is the thing. is like we grew up in the age of video games where there was no mercy. There was no saves. <laughs> there was no, you know, you had to freaking beat the game, and it was hard. And it was hard, in, you know. In your try, I'm thinking of, like, Battletoads, bro, or, uh, you know, any of those old games. Aladdin, mm. bro, that game was so hard. Dude, Aladdin was... <laughs> so... Well, even... Even those right, games, right, like, right. there are some hard games today that I've beaten. Yeah. Like, you know, even Tomb Raider can be hard to figure out those puzzles. Like, yeah, but go to YouTube, watch the video. Like, who cares? Like, you still got to go into the game and create the action of doing the puzzle. And yeah. doing like, it. You still have you to, have to execute it. Just because I know it. that I got to jump and do this to go there, like, you still got to go do and it. And more importantly, if you, if you can overcome that on your own, it's so damn rewarding. Yeah. Like, when you beat a hard part of it like i was playing um uh super meat boy like remember i told you i downloaded that mm-hmm. game yep it is hard as shit man it is hard and yeah. you would play a level for maybe 40 minutes and not get past it and then when you finally do dude you're like i'm the greatest gamer of all time you know yeah. I've, I've accomplished well, the, the impossible well you know the most recent game that i beat that was you know 
linears type, you know, God of War. Like, there were plenty of times where I turned the game off at a boss fight because it was hard and had to go back at it the next day and be like, damn, put another 25 minutes into this fight. Like, yeah. you got to learn the patterns of the boss. And then you, when you finally get it, you're like, smash, 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 boom, dead. You're like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. Like, let's I just do did that. But we don't go like, and write a letter, a strongly worded letter to the developer. Please, sir, make this easier for me. Good. I will write a strongly worded letter. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So but, get good or stop writing about games. That's that's my that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, it's like being a food critic and being like, no, nah, I'm not going to eat this. Like exactly, you're in the wrong profession, fam. Yeah. Like, if you hey. can't beat it, then don't write about it. Exactly. Hey, so going off of. Uh, Dossie's comment. Dossie, you can beat Fortnite if you want to. You have an opportunity. I'm just waiting for Fortnite too. You have an opportunity to compete in something. And they give you all the options, man. They give you a PVE side. They give you a, an online side, Battle Royale, which apparently is becoming a thing in real life. <laughs> you know, these crazy millionaires, oh, dude. You gotta Dude, love them, bro. They just come up with crazy ideas. It. Now, just go for when it. When I first saw, heard this, when I first saw this title, as you're seeing here, real world battle royale game in the works on a private island. I'm thinking this is some maniacal rich dude who just wants to watch people kill each other. Like, legitimately. I'm like, oh my god, there's, this is never gonna work. Maybe it's some Russian guy and it would work there. But <laughs> I was like, there's no way this is gonna go through. And then you find out that this guy wants it to be airsoft guns with. Uh, Touch-sensitive vests, so it's not to kill each other. Which, again, I'm all for. I don't, I don't want to watch Woo! something where people drop it and actually kill each other. Bullet. Exactly. This isn't the Hunger Games in real life. Yeah, people. we're not. I'm not like, about that. We're not, not at that, about that. We're not. A, we're not at that point in our civilization where we could just openly have blood sport like that. So, um, <laughs> the fact that it is going to be, uh, you know, it's a hundred-person rumble where they each uh, using airsoft guns while wearing touch-sensitive armor. Thus being well, removed if, from the game. So, if they do it with like ex Navy SEALs and all these foreign, you know, secret service people, they're probably pretty lit to see. Well, I'm sure they're going to get a lot of participants because the pace, the pay for this is pretty good. It's uh, the competition would take place for 12 hours a day over three days until a final combatant remains, with participants camping out for the night with food provided, equipment, and pertinent camping gear available to them. The individual hired on as the game maker will receive. Fifteen hundred dollars a day for six weeks, so forty five hundred or forty five thousand dollars for six weeks, and then the, I guess there's going to be a, a cash prize um, at the top. That's so nuts. he's trying to buy a, he's trying to buy an island right now to get this going, uh, but it's definitely something that we're going to have to keep our eye on because if this actually goes I wish down, I could just go out and buy an island. Pay per well, view. Funny, well, I will pay per that view. It's funny because Chat, like let's get the sub train going right now, dude. RPG Island, you all is welcome. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> right it's just like you were saying, shoot, your first reaction is what you thought. My first reaction is the scene in Wedding Crashers where they're out hunting, and he's like, you know, what if you had like an equal adversary, you know, yeah. a human unarmed out there? Most dangerous game. Wouldn't that get you jacked up? You know? <laughs> Owen Wilson's like, what the, the hell? hell are you talking about? What dude? the hell are you doing? Why am I wearing camo? To hide me from the big bad quail? <laughs> <laughs> All these years I've known you, I've been sneaking off to go hunting in the weekends. <laughs> but it's it could it's yeah, definitely just one of those crazy taglines you see on the internet. You're like, what? What yeah. is this? Click. These freaking <laughs> rich people are at it again. <laughs> but 
yeah, dude. It, it, it could be tight, though. It could be probably. tight. Yeah. Obviously, obviously, no real life deaths involved, but it'd be pretty cool to see. But there, there is some things that are definitely going to be cool to see, and we're going to talk about that in entertainment. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Okay, so the namesake of the, the section is called entertainment, and we're going to get to what is apparently our newest form of entertainment back to the WWE in one second. But before we do that, boys, I, I, we got to show the crowd the craziest and also yeah. stupidest video on the internet right now. Dude, I'm telling you, man, this thing is insane. Uh, so as you can see, we've, we, we've created a Cylon. Already playing basketball. That can shoot a basketball. From almost half court and drain it like it's nothing. Hold on. Just watch this. Buckets. And then he leaves his hand hanging in the air like an asshole. He's like, yo. He's like, yo, look at me. I'm the captain now, bitch. That's that's essentially what's going on here. Uh, This guy's coming for us, man. What he's saying is that when I rise up and take over the world, not only am I going to kill you, when you're in the concentration camps and we're playing basketball, like, I'm going to school you on the court, too. <laughs> I'm going to be like, dropping bombs all over you, man. Come on, let's play. Loser dies. And, uh, <laughs> a.k.a. Uh, all this is having before. Yeah. Uh, and it's you know, there was one right robot now. who was Obviously, it'll sport. happen again. Kane's just robot. scored. There's one robot that I know that was also pretty good at a sport called Pyramid. So, yeah. it's what we did. Yeah, hey, what's up? And if you don't know what we're talking about, we're referencing Battlestar Galactica. If you haven't seen that show, you're missing out tremendously. BSG, please. And you can go watch the whole thing and still not know right where now. any of that reference was until the very end because we already saw it. Dossie, do podcast. that right now. That's right. Stop it. And but after the podcast, of course. Like I said, half the star entertainment with in the last four or five days has really been my number one entertainment outside of gaming. Is WWE man? It's crazy to think that you know we used I said to, that sentence. Yeah, we used to watch the WWE again the when we were real. when we were kids. Obviously, as most of the people in the chat did as well. Um, and then we got away from it uh, about twelve, long time. twelve to fifteen years ago. Honestly, I have not looked at wrestling in that entire time period. I turned it on once and saw that they were doing something stupid, and I turned it back off. But. I recently uh, purchased the WWE Network for the documentaries that they had when I was visiting Chalk because, you know, nostalgia. Yeah, and the nostalgia factor is real. But as a result, we got WrestleMania 35 for free, essentially. And um, Mm -hmm. we all watched it. And I got to say, man, yeah, we all watched it while we were talking on the the internet. And I got to say... Man, it was I, pretty good. It was pretty damn good. That was one hell of a show. Now, I, obviously, I WrestleMania is going to be awesome, right? But, yeah. Yeah. I confess I kind of went into it <clears throat> ready to tell you guys, now nah, I'm good. But by well, the end so, of it, so I, I was like, yo, what is going on? My okay, thought process was I'm like, in. okay, I love the documentaries because, yes, it's nostalgic, but I do also just like a good documentary. I watch a good documentary really on anything. Yeah. If it's good and riveting. And so when we decided to watch WrestleMania, I was like, 
well, if there's ever anything that's going to get you somewhat interested in wrestling, it's got to be their Super Bowl, the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania. And most importantly, like, there's not a lot of story building at WrestleMania because they just don't do that. So right. the you get to actually see the best in the business at that time wrestle. And the, the athleticism, uh, you could make a decent argument that at least the middle card of WWE today the athleticism has escalated drastically. Oh, it's not way, even close. Way I mean, it's not even close. So, like, when we were watching, the mid-card was very, you know, crazy, forgettable. Crazy people you see one time and never see Exactly. Again. It was very forgettable. Uh, the only really guys that ever made it through that were guys like Jericho and Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Right. But they all came over from WW, WCW. So, the, the original mid-card was, oh, God, it was brutal. But I'm telling you, that whole WrestleMania top to bottom – I didn't see a bad match good. other than really maybe Brock Lesnar, but that's the Rey Mysterio match. Oh yeah, Rey Mysterio, he got jobbed. Um, but, they, but there's all, there's all, there's all, there's always a purpose for that though. And yeah, no, I know, but still, man, they did my, they did my dude pretty bad. Thank you for those. Because, oh, man. let's go. Thanks, Willem. Yes, um, and now you don't like that guy, and now you think he dominated Rey Mysterio, and when he was on SmackDown on Tuesday, he's boasting about beating Rey Mysterio in 60 seconds. Sound familiar to you? Yep. Bill Goldberg beating people in 20 seconds? You know, not just people, like elite people, because apparently he was a bad wrestler from what we've learned from documentaries, but he'd run in, spear you, hit you with a jackhammer, match over. But what's crazy is that when we were really into wrestling, the promos were the really the big part, but the wrestling part, you really only watched the last match, like yeah. the main event of the show. The rest was just for story building. Yeah. Yeah. WrestleMania is the exception to that rule, but like week to week, you just watch for the last 45 minutes really. But even watching Raw and SmackDown this week, just to kind of see what it's like now, having gotten a taste of it, like the matches are good. Like, yeah. They're pretty good. good I agree. Yeah, Even the women's good. division, which when we were growing up was, you know, brawn panning matches, like yep. we have hot chicks who are doing, and you, there's the exception to that rule too. Lita was a r- ridiculous athlete, like Trish, yep. Trish. Trish, China, all those people. Yep. But watching the women's tag team match today and the Iconics or whatever their name is, like I was legit impressed at their athleticism, the moves they're doing, and not even talking about WrestleMania. Like, yeah, that that's just that, that was just SmackDown. Yeah, that main event right. was legit at WrestleMania, dude. I was super so yeah, so yeah. Let, let, let's let's set the stage for this. So, as you can see on the screen, Becky Lynch won um, both the Raw and SmackDown belts. We'll talk about that in a second. But all of us, all three of us, going into that match, were like, "Well, this is going to be a letdown because the match right before that mm-hmm. was Batista Triple H." For Triple Yo. H's career on the line, Yo. bro, that thing awesome. tore the Yo. damn house down. Like, it tore the house down. So It was awesome. Even with the respect for the women wrestlers that we watched, like Lita and Trish Stratus that they mentioned, we all knew or thought that this match was going to be slightly lower than what we had just watched because, obviously, Batista and Triple H are two of the best who have ever done it. So. Right. To, to think that these girls had to follow that, and, man, again, we watched it with, with all skepticism, all kind of joking the whole time, and about mm. a quarter of the way through the match, we all stopped joking, and we were like, oh, dude, shit, dude. okay. Like, They're really out here. Okay. It was late. It was late. It was a work night, and 
we I even initially thought like, dude, I'm not even gonna watch the main event. Like, yeah, no disrespect to them, but like, I just wasn't thinking it was gonna be good wrestling. Plus, so, we don't know any of these characters. That that too, exactly. we're not bought into these characters right. at all. And the only thing I had seen was clips on Twitter of like Ronda Rousey like punching people, and they weren't very, they didn't look very good. And I'm just like, yeah, but dude, the wrestling was ridiculous, dude. The double power bomb that they did, and it was. I'm throwing like, throwing know, super Charlotte impressed. Flair through a table. I mean, it was it was a big time. Yeah, dude. And then the la- subsequently, the next two episodes of Raw SmackDown that I've watched, honestly, the most entertaining wrestling I've seen is for the women. Yeah, you're not yeah, wrong. Dude. Yo, it was great. It was I was really, really impressed with the athleticism that was displayed. I mean, and, every single one of them was like, well, most of them at least were Rey Mysterio-esque. Yeah, which is why you, you like, like these guys. You do the crazy off the the top rope kind of mm-hmm. flipping Agility, and stuff. Yeah. It was it was nuts. And I yeah, think that the, yeah, I think that the really reason good. that we are drawn to it now, though, is because we didn't watch it evolve. Like we just came in, and yeah. now it's good, and we're like, "Oh my god!" Like, so again, you may be watching this you know and thinking, "Oh man, works. those dudes are a bunch of assholes for not, you know, for writing off the chicks." It's not like no. that. It's just that what we're used to is not what we're seeing now. No, and it, it's, what we remember was not what we saw at. WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean, the Not craziest thing we ever saw was Lita do a moonsault. And, I mean, that was Yo, athletic that was, and crazy, but... That was the craziest night. But those girls were doing wrestlers. that, like, throughout the match. Exactly. Like, on on SmackDown right. and Raw. Like, this well, is... Yeah. You know, they're yeah, not saving they, that shit for a pay-per-view. Blown. They're out there doing it all now. So, it's safe to yeah. say that Becky Lynch, uh, Becky Lynch is our new favorite uh, chick. She's so fine <laughs> yeah. and has the, cr- the coolest interest music. Um, awesome Irish accent. Becky two belts. So good for her. Um, but yeah, all the matches were awesome. Shane McMahon yeah. fighting the Miz in a falls count anywhere was obviously insane. Cause Shane McMahon yep. is a nut job. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, I also enjoyed that, that four way tag match, dude. Those yeah. guys were flying all over the place, like yep. up and down the card. They were all good matches. So, I mean, Props to Vince McMahon, man. You know, he he definitely knows what he's doing when it comes to world wrestling entertainment. I'm just shocked that he is able to make it still relevant, still interesting. Freaking 10, 15 years after we stopped watching. Did anybody see any uh, John Oliver signs? I forgot to look. Oh, no, I didn't see anything. Yeah, I didn't see anything. That's a a great point to bring that up, B. Another testament to Vince McMahon, one, like we talked about previously, like he listened to his fans and gave the Divas a shot at WrestleMania and they blew the house off. You yep. know, and it's the, the fires transition to the next two episodes of Raw and SmackDown. People got the man signs up and hype is real. But also so, so brilliantly, dude, doing this superstar shakeup two weeks after WrestleMania for people like us who were like, hmm. Should I get back in? But it's almost as if they knew. Yeah. He's just like swapped. Almost as if they knew. Stuff. It's almost as if they knew we were coming back. Damn, it's two to three now. Um, I know. Don't uh, say so anything. I wasn't paying attention. But. Don't say anything. Uh, uh, but yeah. How much they, time is left? Uh, ten minutes. Ten minutes. Forty-nine. So. Okay. Yeah, it's almost as if they knew we were coming back. And um, the one complaint that we, we all had is that we don't understand the new belts. Like. Yes. The belts yeah, yeah. are very confusing. You have the still Universal good. Champion, the WWE Champion. They're different belts, but they look the same. We don't know. So I was watching YouTube last night, as I do always, and there's speculation. This guy, it's a channel that does covers wrestling regularly, so they obviously know. 
and they're speculating that they're going to unify all the belts now, which I think is what they need to do because this there's too many damn belts. It, it's too much. Too many. Uh, they have belts for each show, which I kind of understand the concept, but it's too much. So they've already unified the women's belt with Becky Lynch having both. Um, there's already been a challenge issued for the tag team belts because the Hardys, yes, the Hardys, Won the tag Yo. team belts yesterday. Hardy dropped the title on SmackDown after WrestleMania, dude. Dude, it was yeah. so good. So they've already been challenged on Twitter, which so I guess good. you know we got to pay attention. I'm not, I'm not going that deep. Paying attention to the Twitter of the wrestlers, that's too much. Nah. But uh, so there's a challenge issued for those to be unified, I and agree. then they've already on Raw set up the match between. Um, the new Universal Champion, Kofi Kingston. I can't remember the other guy's name. Seth Rollins or whatever. Seth Rollins, yeah. Yeah. So they've already set that up, that storyline up. So I'm thinking SummerSlam, which is the next major pay-per-view in the summertime, they'll unify that belt, and that'll be the last unification. I hope. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, my thing is, is like every documentary that we've seen, you know, the biggest thing about being the champ is like, look, this is Vince essentially, and really all the board directors, the whole McMahon family, all of them saying like, you're the guy. You're the guy. You know, we're going to send you on all the press tours. You're the face of the company. We're putting everything on your back to be the guy. Like, I don't know who the guy is. You know? yeah. I mean, it's, it's Seth and Kofi, and that's just too confusing. It is. I, I need one. Like, it minimalizes the accomplishment. Yeah, it minimalizes the accomplishment. Because, And no disrespect to those guys, because we don't know much about their story and their character. And, yeah, they did a great job hyping them up for WrestleMania with the cool videos. But at the end of the day, like, if you are the universal champion and can go on both shows and everyone's coming for you, not just yeah. the people on your show, like the whole roster wants your job. Like to me, that's more significant. I think they need to go back to that. Yeah. When and you have to travel to better, both shows, you know, when Chris Jericho and or triple H are holding up the WCW title and the old WWF belt. And they're like, ah, yeah, you know, you undisputed champs, like unifying the two titles. Like it needs to be like that. I agree. I agree. But We'll see. I mean, I told, I described it today to shoot as like I'm in a whirlpool, you know, and I'm at the top and I'm swirling and it's slowly, slowly starting to pick up steam for me to be sucked all the way back down. I'm not totally there yet, but right. I'm definitely interested. I will watch the Superstar shake up to see what happens with all of it. And it could very well transition to something I watch every week, but it is intriguing that WrestleMania was able to do that. I think that's pretty cool because I think that's a big part of their objective for that event. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it, and it worked, you know. It, everybody always says that WrestleMania is the one to get back in on, and we watched it just thinking, hey, we'll see what this is about. Mm-hmm. They got me back, dude. I'm in, bro. I'm, I'm all for it. So, one thing I'm definitely in on is what we're going to talk about next, and we're going to drop the trailer, the new Lion King movie. Oh, God. Dude, so this just, trailer just, just remember- dropped yesterday. Just remember Akuna Matata. Yesterday or two days ago. I can't yeah, remember. it was either yesterday or two days ago, but holy shit, guys. No, Hold Wednesday, on to your butts, because yeah, we're about to watch this trailer, and it is not so. It's amazing. Okay, here we go. I mean, this is like some planet Earth shit, bro. <laughs> it really is, though. John Favreau, man. Undisputed I see a Kamikaze. Undisputed UFC like champion. Conscious. John Favreau. Is our kingdom. Not yet. They haven't blown the league yet. But a king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun. One day, 
Run away and never return. The same girl on What'd you think, chat? Yeah, dude. Whether you're new to the pod or you're been here for an episode, there's one thing you know about me. Clearly, I'm a huge Disney fan. My wife runs the Disney travel agency. But, like, there's a very solid chance I walk out of that movie crying. Like, because it's going to be so amazing. Because, regardless of if you're still a big Disney fan or not, like, if you're relatively close to our age, The Lion King had a huge play in your childhood. For sure. Childhood. Definitely, Unless you dude. never got close to a TV. But, like, to me, the way they're doing it with, like, the real-looking, yeah, you know, CGI. Like, I saw a lot of people kind of pissed that Scar looks like Scar. I'm like, dude, like, he's a real lion. Like, that looks real. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, Scar in the movie, you know, the cartoon's got the black hair and all that stuff. and But you don't really see lions like that. Yeah. And, so you, they made it as realistic as possible, and the cast is phenomenal, dude. It's gonna be, it's gonna be lit. It's gonna it's be good. definitely gonna probably be the best Disney movie of, uh, like of that type of thing that we'll probably ever see. That's what I'm saying, man. Movie. You know, this and I Aladdin, do. man. They, whew. and Aladdin's gonna oh, be good. Dude. Don't get yeah, me wrong. They got Aladdin's me. They got me great, hooked for that. You, you still had to have human actors for Aladdin. Yeah, You're still. Jungle Book role. was the one for me, but and Jungle Book is great too. But again, you, they had Short a human actor Boyer. in that movie. Yeah. So with Lion King, it's essentially taking hundred percent animals. Yeah. Which is what's made it. Which is what it is. Is a cartoon and zooming is twenty nineteen and amazing ultra graphics. Dude, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Right. So you're going to stay in that fantasy world of cartoon the whole time. Yeah. It's going to be amazing. I'm super hyped for it. Same, but, dude. Same. Um, you know, I mean, of course, the one thing that we're also super, super hyped for because we're what? What's the countdown, fellas? Uh, four, four, days. four days. Four days. Four days until the winter what? is here. Fifteen. Winter is coming, man, and it's and it's almost arriving. Winter is here, um, bro. It's not here yet because it's still four days away. In my mind, oh, um, semantics, dude. but uh, yeah. yeah, it is essentially here. It's going to be uh, lit as hell. You've seen the trailers. We've watched them on the on the um, pod a couple of times. But you know, Sunday, episode one drops of season eight, uh, nine p.m. So yep. if you're alert. you got a few you got a few days to catch up if you're not caught I'm up. Caught up. Um, and if and you that's are, the question. Whew, 
Have Have you guys rewatched the last season? I have not. I have, I have not. So, I have not. So, see, and that's my thing. I haven't. I don't know if I, I might start that tonight. Or oh, dude, that last episode, the last ten seconds. You know where you see yeah. the. Yeah, he's trying to it, and so, you're like, "Oh my god, dude!" My favorite, my favorite tweet through. so far has been that one I sent you today, where it was like, four more days till Daenerys bro- blows a three <laughs> dragon lead." And how, how many episodes is the last season? Is it eight? Eight, I think. So yeah, you could definitely finish that in four days. Oh, for sure. Two or three episodes a night before you go to bed, but yeah. you will have a reaction next Thursday. Oh, dude, oh, then no Jamie doubt. hits his line, bro, and I'm like, oh, man, finally we get a good Jamie, bro. Yeah, we'll definitely so, we'll definitely have some analysis for you on this one, obviously. Please, please, Break please, if you have opinions. get yeah. caught up. You are going to we'll, try. We'll definitely try to, to be as close to spoiler-free as we can in our reviews. It's going to be difficult. Not, it's literally like that's – I mean – as a as a parent who has to have a take care of a one year old and go to work early on Monday morning, like you you have to figure out a way to stay up to watch it Sunday night or you're gonna get spoiled. It's yeah. impossible. It, I mean and it's not it's not that's not us saying that yeah, we're gonna spoil it for you. That's just the internet, honestly. Exactly. Um, like if you check your Facebook at least by Tuesday, I mean like you won't make it till yeah. Thursday without knowing. And if you if you do make it to Thursday without knowing, it's because you're not that big of a fan, and you're not gonna be that upset if we say something that might spoil yeah. it for you. Because if you're a fan, you will have seen it by Thursday. So we will give you our true initial reaction of what. Right. That's a good. You know our love hate relationship with Game of Thrones. I'm all in on the show. I'm anti book at this point, and would love to have been able to say like, oh man, I can't wait to see the final season if they match how the books have done. But we all know my feelings towards Martin, and we're not. We're all there, over. So. We're all over that at this point, man. So dude, it's just, all about the show. I'm excited to see some more what they uh, do. Sansa, and let's just, you know, Sansa lit, sure. man. He will sit on the Iron Throne and we begin that quest. We get some more dragons. I still think Maybe it's. We'll... I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna work out for John and Daenerys. I think. I, would I don't think it. so. I think one or both are dying. John Snow already Let's died see. once, though. So. All right. All right. So real quick, real quick, before we wrap this thing up, then let's make one quick, one major prediction. One major Each prediction. Of us make an eight major prediction of Game of Thrones. Yeah, let's okay, start baby. with you. you. Like let's you start with one. you. No, you sound like you yeah, got one you of the start. cannon. Why don't you yeah. launch off? Okay, okay. I, th- I think both Snow and Daenerys are dying, and I think maybe one of, and if the only man standing at the end of this is the end. I the think, overall, I think. I mean, complete cast oh, the overall. Last man standing is going to be Tyrion. Tyrion. I think okay. I think it's going to end. I think it's going to be the Starks on top. At least one of them, Easy. either Sansa or uh, Arya. I think that's what's going to happen um, with that. I think uh, that's pretty much the only one that I have at this point. As far as who dies, it's impossible to tell. I mean, you know, George R. Martin's story. Anyone can die, but. I agree. I think if you have read the books and you have a foundation in that, it's still, to me, at the, the heart of everything from book one, feels like a stark story. So I think that at the end of the day, whether it's Jon Snow, Sansa, you know, Arya, you Bran. Know, Bran, I think they will be who is ultimately on the Iron Throne. But 
I think everyone but the imp, as far as the Lannister goes, is dead. That's my prediction. Everyone but the imp. Both well, the Jamie prophecy hasn't been be fulfilled yet. Somebody has to kill Cersei by a Lannister hand. So yeah. one of the two is killing Cersei. And as much as I don't want to see Jamie now that I'm on board, you know, now that I'm now that he's no longer a heel, I'm all on board. <laughs> I want him to die. No longer a heel. No longer uh, a heel. We'll discuss chapter one of that epic chronicle next sun uh, next Thursday. <laughs> so please check back for that episode of the podcast. As always, you know we stream throughout the week Monday through Friday. So hop back tomorrow night. We'll be on and check that out. Of course, hit us up on our socials because we're we're actively we'll be tweeting Game of Thrones series on that. I think. So yeah, for sure, for sure, we'll definitely. But. As we promised from the beginning of the show, you will not miss the caps because we're going to wrap it up right before the game is over so you can check out the last five minutes. We do for most sure. certainly appreciate you stopping by for this episode of the Real Talk Gaming and Sports Podcast. get off and watch the rest of this game here we got 430 left but we're gonna go ahead and raid somebody real quick yes, so sir. let's find somebody to raid rock the red baby let's all go. right we're gonna go raid the general um salute him let him know we sent you exactly we love the general we haven't raided him in a while so send the salute gotta go make sure we hit him up uh night thanks for stopping by man i know it's it's tough that you're you're here right at the end but uh we do appreciate you stopping by. Uh, have a good night, and yeah, I, I don't. I, I would have to check him out before we raid him, man. I don't. I don't raid people that we don't really know. And general is somebody who supports the hell out of us, so we yeah. go hit him up. Um, but we do appreciate y'all hanging out tonight. Thank you so much, everybody who stopped by, who chatted throughout the show, and Doss, as always, go Caps. We'll see you guys tomorrow night. You guys have a great night, y'all. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Right. Woo, that was a good show. Fucking, it was tight. Nice and tight.